Welcome back to Unhinged Movie Misfits. I'm Kayla. And I'm Sam. And today we're reviewing The Lesson and No Hard Feelings. And we're, as usual, we're going to start out with the lesser known movie first. Yeah, so that you stick around. Yeah, so you have to listen to it and stick around. I mean, obviously. Or just like skip to the end, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I was about to say that. You could just <laughs> obviously skip to the end. But <laughs> in our heads, this is the, the best way to do it. <laughs> So, we're going to review The Lesson first, which is a movie that we saw at our beloved Downtown West <laughs> theater. Yeah, it's kind of weird that uh, it's summer, and summer's usually the big movie time, and it's actually really struggling in theaters right now. Yeah. We've had to make some less than perfect picks. Uh, you probably, If you're a frequent listener, you've heard Kayla be like, we're not watching those stupid movies. Well, guess what? We watched <laughs> we all watched, those stupid we movies. We watched some stupid movies. <laughs> we watched all those movies. But we'll get to them. So, but this one is, you know, your indie darling. So, it's uh, a drama. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty it's, slow burn drama. Yeah. I think it was supposed to have, like, some comedy in it, too. Kind of, like, the thing, shit that rich people do vibe. Yeah, so the movie is about a inspire uh, uh, aspiring writer who gets to teach the child of his favorite writer. Yeah, his all-time favorite writer, the one that he wrote his dissertation on, right? Yeah. So he gets to teach his child who is trying to get into Oxford. Oxford. So British people. Yeah, this <laughs> is like things that rich people do, things that British people do. <laughs> So he is, uh, you know, trying to teach the child, and in the process, it, he's it, not like a child, child. Okay, he's yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's about to go into college. He's about to go into college. And saying he's a child, he's is, kind of he's kind of a bratty kid. Yeah, well, he's been he's been coddled all of his life, but and also, you know, it's it it. His father's not the best. His they, father they is not the best. Quickly. So that you have like a spoiled rich family with rich problems honestly like these are rich people problems <laughs> and um i didn't really recognize the kid the lead in this movie who uh daryl mccormick he plays liam who is the teacher uh he's pretty new on the scene he's going to be in the upcoming twister sequel uh my favorite you know add to the movie was julie dapley it's always great to see her yeah uh if you don't know she's in my favorite romance trilogy the before trilogy so i'm i'm just happy to see her like she's always great she was in the the age of ultron oh, was she yeah Jesus she was fuck. she was madam whatever in that uh, <laughs> I, I watched that movie once and never again like madam whoever i don't even fucking know yeah well, i was just saying she's she was in the marvel age of movie. ultron yeah oh is that what happened to her, her career what <laughs> do one marvel movie never again um i mean she's been in a lot of things <laughs> uh i just remember like when i was a kid uh she showed titty and uh, american werewolf in paris and that's what i remember. yeah that's what i remember too <laughs> Wow, Sam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then uh, the lead in the movie uh, is Richard Grant, who is one of those character actors that you recognize, but probably don't know his name. Yeah, you see him in everything, and you're like, I know that guy. Yeah. What's, hey, his that guy. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? What's his name? So, you know, um, kind of a, a good cast. I think everyone did a really good job on this up until a point, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Well, I guess before we get into that, we need to like... 
give our review from Letterboxd. Yeah, is it going to be hard to talk about this without spoilers? Probably. Yeah. Well, none of our listeners are going to go and search out this fucking indie movie, probably. If you do, cheers. <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah. If you, if you actually listen to this and watch indie movies, do so. They need more love, but... <laughs> Yeah, it it was a a good movie. I liked it. It's hard. I can't get into my criticism without getting into spoilers. Exactly. That's why I was trying to say. Uh, So uh, I liked the movie, but it it falls apart in its third act, which we will get into. So hold on. I liked it. I would give it three and a half stars. I was like so close to giving it four stars. I was like, the acting is amazing. It's well shot. Uh, I thought there was good symbolism, except maybe not enough, because they kept showing these close-up shots of these insert shots of beavers. Yeah. And I kept making a joke to Kayla. I'm like, that's going to be part of the theme. The beavers are coming back around. (laughs) Yeah, and I even, I dead ass was in the car after we left the movie looking up beaver family dynamics on Wikipedia. And all I learned was that beavers are monogamous and sniff each other's butts to recognize their family. Oh, so sweet. So, all, so sweet. all it did was endear beavers even more. Yeah, I just fell in love with beavers even so, more than I already was in love with beavers. You kept showing these shots of the beavers and I'm just like, those beavers gotta be integral We to kept losing our mind every time they showed the little beavers. They had like a little beaver family shot at one point. I was yeah. like, it's a family. Uh, the beavers are precious. 10 out of 10 for the beavers. Yeah, the beaver shot's fantastic. But it didn't really add into the movie. It was, it was at a, uh, the beavers had created, you know, a lake that was integral to the plot of the movie. Yeah. But the beavers themselves were just living in that lake. Which, by the way, if you see a beaver created lake and dam, don't go swimming in it. Yeah, like, don't. Don't do don't, that. Don't do that. They do that a lot in this movie, and I'm just like, Egh. There's like diseases in there. Yeah, like those beavers shit a lot, man. Like you're, you're swimming in beaver shit. Yeah, I mean, like they shit in the water. Wait, they, what do you think of the shit? The beaver shit in that water, bro. No, no. they always just pile it up like they're right like, next to the little like, dam, like in the little pile, of course. Yeah, they're, they're like, they're, so they're, sweet. they're like swimming right in front of the beaver dam, and I'm just like worried for their health the whole time. I know, I'm like, don't open up your mouth or anything. Like you got open holes, just like. <laughs> like, I get, we'll get back into it in spoilers. I'm trying not to make the jokes so would. Uh, so yeah i i enjoyed it i thought it was a pretty tense thriller i thought that you know it was really well acted really well shopped but i was like gonna give this movie four stars until the end happened and then it just felt weird so i still enjoyed it uh kind of take took away some of the impact but we'll get to that here in a minute because i'm not sure if it, if it, this movie might be genius this yeah, might be we still a can't genius decide. movie I, I don't under we I, can't maybe decide not, maybe. if it's actually a genius movie or not <laughs> so we'll have to get into spoilers let's go ahead and get into spoilers so we can actually talk about our actual criticisms of the movie uh so he comes to this family it, it, the movie starts out it's a second time in a couple weeks where the movie started out with them in the far future and then they meet back up at it at the end of the movie. So he's written a book. The the Liam Liam has written the, a book in has, the beginning of the movie. Has written a book that's gotten some acclaim. So yeah. you know that he's going to ghost places. Yeah. And uh, it kind of does a flashback. It's like a flashback of them asking, what inspired you? So he's like, oh, what inspired me? And then the whole movie is the flashback to uh, dealing with this family is what inspired him. Yeah. And it is kind of, you know, you know, rich people but it's also a kind of uh what's the phrase don't meet your idols yeah don't meet your idols because you end up hating them <laughs> yeah so he goes with his family the the kid's kind of a fucking brat 
and he's trying to teach him. They never really... So the movie, a lot of the themes in the movie is about writing. Yeah. It's, it's all... Everyone involved in the movie is a writer. The father, the son, the deceased son, and the main character, Liam. Yeah. They're all writers. Except for Julie's character. She's an, art, she's she's a, an artist, She's an artist, though. So it's she's still not kind of the same realm of art. Right. But not a writer. But, but it also plays into it yeah. in, a, in a little bit. We'll get to that. Um but yeah, all of them are writers, but uh, how it plays into like Julie Depp, how, what, Julie's character. Oh, I'm going to let you fuck up on a name for once. No, thanks. <laughs> um, her, she's an artist and it's pretty, it's pretty obvious that her work is viewed as othered in the entire family. The rest of them are writers and she's kind of other and she's kind of set aside a lot in the movie and i thought that was interesting it does come around later it does come around they show you know she's a curator of other people's art so they have a bunch of fine art throughout their house and they kind of talk about and show it throughout the movie but she has some pieces around yeah and she has some of her own pieces and she introduces one at the beginning of the movie and then later once shit starts going down her husband breaks one of her pieces yeah and that was significant to um kind of the family dynamics yeah uh, another thing, uh, like I said, it's like based on writing, but it is kind of art in general. There's a big thing in music. And <laughs> so when they sit down to dinner, uh, the Liam eventually gets invited to their dinner as the family starts warming up to him. And they, uh, uh Sinclair is the lead writer's name. He likes to play classical music during dinner. Yeah. And Kayla came making jokes that he picked the basic bitch. Top, top of the iceberg. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm going to listen to Beethoven. And he thinks he's being so fancy. He's like, I'm listening to to Beethoven. Or how do you pronounce it? Beethoven or something. <laughs> <laughs> he pronounced it in a really British way. And I was like, this is like tip of the iceberg classic music and he thinks he's being all fancy it was yeah. it was funny to me <laughs> yeah and then he kind of criticizes liam for not being on the same level as him yeah because liam doesn't really listen to, to those composer composers but he did he was did recognize um tchaikovsky and i was like well that's actually a little deeper than a lot of people that are unfamiliar with classical music. <laughs> so that was overall funny to me as someone that's a little bit familiar with classical music. Yeah. So it does, it's not, he doesn't start being endeared to the writing, the writer, the father until he like, like a boomer, he doesn't know anything about computers. No, he does not. He does not know anything. Like, knows nothing, this, which is kind of funny. Yeah, it yeah, kind of reminded me of Sam's mom. <laughs> God, he, he wasn't that bad, or he wouldn't be able he to use that computer. He at least could turn the computer on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he is only endeared to Liam because he helps him fix his computer problem. By just simply saving a file, and, and I'm like, uh, oh my God, this man yeah, is Yeah, that's old. all he did. It was pretty simple shit, and, this and he was like, amazed by yeah, it. Yeah, he was like, oh my God. You you saved it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. Uh, I think the other thing I want to mention is he he's working on his own book. Liam is working on his own book at night after the lessons. He goes back and he writes. Yeah, a book. he's been working on the no- his own novel, and he for can years. see across the way, and he can watch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Julie Dapley's care to get eaten out by Sinclair. I'm he like, does- yeah, you have her microdose cucking. <laughs> yeah. They, they make sure to show that she sees him over there and is like, smiles like, ha ha, yes. Yes. Um, I am getting my old lady pussy ate and out I'm right like, now. 
<laughs> he, he does watch. I was like, turn off the light, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like duck your head a yeah. little bit or something. Don't make it just, so obvious. Yeah. yeah, I'm just over here writing my book. I'm just over here writing my book. Watching. They never me. tell you what his fucking book is about. See, that's one of the things that. I think that some people were bothered by is you never, the whole movie is about writing. The title of the book was Tower 24. And then like, never, it sounds like a sci-fi novel to me. I don't know. I don't know. I probably would have liked it <laughs> if it was sci-fi. <laughs> but uh, it never really tells you what it was about. It never really tells you what Sinclair's book is about, which isn't, we'll get to it. It isn't really Sinclair's book. Oh, that's the main thing that they keep repeating through the movie. They say this at the very beginning when they show Sinclair, uh, great writers steal, or good writers... Good writers are original, great writers steal. Oh, borrow, no, great... Or, or good writers, writers borrow, borrow, great writers steal, that's yeah. the saying. So they say that multiple times through the movie, so anybody who's paid attention before is like, somebody's stealing something. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's a personal criticism. I, it's not you really a criticism. I didn't I mind that. I I don't. I didn't mind it. I didn't. I didn't let, dislike it enough to take anything off of it. I just felt like after a point, you don't have to repeat it over and over I mean, again. I, I get it. I mean, I, I thought it was fine. I didn't really take anything off in this movie until the third act. So we'll we'll get to that. So um, as. The movie progresses, and he gets closer with the kid, which is pretty hard, because the kid's pretty pr- prickly. Uh, what was it that endeared him to the kid? Oh, they show that uh, they show that uh, Liam has a photographic memory, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's not, he, it's not photographic memory. So, photographic memory is when you, like, look at anything, and you can remember every detail of whatever you've seen. Liam reads something and can remember it. It's a different type of memory. I cannot remember the name of it off my head. Yeah. So but, he can, he's that guy that just qu- be quoting shit everywhere. Yeah. And he just does, he just reads something and he knows it. Yeah. That comes into the plot. So he's finally kind of becomes endeared to the son. And then the son opens up a little more and tells him about their other dead son who had killed himself. Right. And then they bring up something about the, um, what is the fucking bush called? All right. It was a rhododendron yeah, bush. Yeah, so, so a rose bush. Yeah. So they say that his brother loved the rhododendron. And then that turns out to be the name of the father's book, except he's dumbed it down to rose bush. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, was that literally what it's called? Yeah, it was the called rose, rose bush. Rose bush, yeah. yeah. And the significance of that was this specific bush nothing else can grow around it yeah and symbolism alert yeah <laughs> warning symbolism alert. symbolism we need like an alarm yeah. to go off <laughs> so yeah they but they, they it's another one of those things they just sh- shout it to your face yeah it's it's the father the father is the rose bush nothing can grow around him he stifles the growth of people around him and then you find out through his actions why that is yeah so skipping ahead a little bit you find out that he criticized his son's work and his, he killed his himself son, his son had finished two uh two parts of his novel he was about to finish the third part and he had his dad read it and i'm guessing that like any kid because you know he would obviously be a kid showing his his parent figure his work you know, is excited and excited to show it. And then his father pretty much berates him, tell him that tells him that it's a piece of shit work, that he's a bad writer, you know, things that you should never tell a child. 
And so this kid gets so depressed that he kills himself in the lake. Uh, in the beaver lake. In the beaver lake. He killed himself in the beaver lake. So, uh, and then, uh, I think before he, no, it's after he finds out. So the big, the big reveal in the movie, I forget exactly how it happens, but he he finds, oh no, he fucks, he, he fucks the wife first. He fucks the wife. While he's out, while the husband's out of town. Yeah, the husband goes out of town. He's, he's gonna push his new novel okay so the set that before this too uh liam reads this novel and he liam doesn't know yet that the son had actually written the first two parts of this novel and he reads it and he's like the first two parts of this novel were superb amazing i've never read anything like this they are genius groundbreaking and he said but the third it crumbles in the third act and it doesn't the the book needs a better ending to do it justice and the the and whatever sinclair Sinclair, sorry sinclair had also read uh liam's novel at that point yeah tower they kind of yeah tower 23 and or tower 24 i don't know and they had switched novels to read each other's work and sinclair gets like super offended by this and just does the same thing that we find out that he does he did to his own son and is like your novel sucks uh sorry that you spent years on it you're a horrible writer this will never go anywhere i would show this to my edit i could show this to my editors but they would be they would be upset that i would even show them anything like this on my on my behalf and Liam goes and throws his entire novel into the lake. Into the beaver lake. Into back the, to the beaver back, lake. Back to the beaver lake. It's he throws where it in there. things go to die. The beaver lake. <laughs> the joke what? I was going to make earlier was, I'm more worried about things dying after they get out of that lake because they get sick from all the beaver shit in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, who's going swimming in this fucking lake? And Liam does that. He goes swimming in the lake just to have fun. It's the opening shot of the movie is him going swimming, too. Yeah. Or one of the opening shots of the movie. He just loves swimming and random pools of water apparently i'm like there's beavers in there yeah and then like the the sinclair comes out and was like don't swim in there he's like why not it's a perfectly fine lake other than the beaver shit and he's like that's where my son killed himself he's like, oh i didn't know and he's like yes also it's full of beaver shit <laughs> no he didn't actually say that <laughs> no, he shut up <laughs> so uh yeah so it was after he fucked the so then he and so yeah then yeah, he sinclair fucks goes julie out Dapley. of town and in, and then liam fucks his wife yeah i mean but she, I mean, she. We know that she was getting some. Her her husband at least yeah, ate, ate, ate ate out. He did. He did eat out. You saw that. <laughs> I was like, that man's an asshole, but he does eat out. Yeah, he's like that was his inspiration. His smell sticking his nose in some pussy. The same. Yeah. <laughs> so, so after he fucks her, she's like, go find out. There's something going on because when he checks the computer, they. In earlier in the movie when he checks the computer he sees that he's running a server a in, server in room. another room and the room's locked and that room that is locked is his old son's room so you know they're like oh don't go in there so he goes in there because he caught him uh you know looking at a book so he hid the key in the book and he goes in there and obviously with the themes of the movie it's and such the- an old man move to like put a key in a book too <laughs> yeah <laughs> this guy is just fucking old uh so you find out that the book he's writing is plagiarized from his dead son that he had criticized into killing himself yeah well uh, yeah but it was only three four or two two thirds finished. two thirds finished so he had to finish the last 
last part. And the last part apparently sucks really bad. Yeah, so the last part that he wrote sucks ass. So Liam deletes the book off of that computer, just totally deletes it, and ends up, and he, he gets, uh, Sinclair comes back the next day, and he takes the manuscript out of Sinclair's briefcase and everything, and he throws it into the lake. Back in the beaver lake. Back into the beaver lake. So <laughs> he- Drown with the beaver shit. He deletes- I kept, I kept waiting in the movie. I kept waiting for it, and it never happened. I was kind of disappointed. I wanted the beavers to, like, take the, like, ripped up, all the ripped up novels- And make a house out of it. And make a little it. house out of it, oh and then God. to, like, show it. I kept waiting for it, and it didn't happen, and I was so mad, because they kept showing these frames of beavers playing. And you just, just see doing them shit. like pulling out the little briefcase. And I wanted him to be like smacking their tail on it. Yeah, yeah, I was fucking waiting for them to be like him be like, "Where is my novel? It's missing." And then he like sees bits of it in the beaver dam. And he's like, "There it is." <laughs> I wanted that so bad. <laughs> so after he throws all of that into the lake, um, Sinclair, of course, is having just a total meltdown. He can't find the manuscript. And, and just like a boomer, he doesn't know anything about computers. He doesn't know he anything about Liam computers. To look at it. Yeah. And, and Liam's like feigning, like, oh, where'd it go? I don't know. Oh my God. Oh my God, you got a virus. You must have gotten some malware. Yeah. You know, he, he pulled a, you know, just using words that boomers have no idea mean. <laughs> yeah, not a virus. That's how those work. Yeah, that's how, totally how those work. They just delete your manuscript. But he, you know, Sinclair is having just a total meltdown. And then we come back to Liam's photographic, whatever you would call it, memory. And he's like, I remember. He your remembers in- the entire he, book. He remembers the entire novel. Yeah, all of so, it. so the, the rest of it comes to him finishing it out you know both parts the original part and the other part mm-hmm. and you know uh the, the wife still, is in on this yeah, the wife he, knows what's going he's on he's still acting like he doesn't know what's going on or anything at yeah. this point he's just going along with it and helping rewrite this novel so so here's where the movie starts going downhill is when he completes it and this is why i'm not sure if this movie's genius because this entire movie is about this novel that falls apart in the third act because the writer of the last part is shit. And this movie falls apart in its third act. Yeah. Like it, it does like perfectly into the third act. It just starts falling apart. And, and I was like, it, and it's not even just the the writing and like the contrivances that happen right here at the end. It's the acting and just like you, it just feels off. And I'm just like, I don't know if this is a genius move, yeah, or if it's really shit. I'm like, I don't. I'm confused. It's hard to judge it based on like what the actual ending and acting and everything is in the third act, or the fact that maybe it is a genius move and they did it on purpose. Yeah, but it's hard to say that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't really give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. So the act. So so what happens is they finish the book and he's like, "Let's have a drink," and they have a drink and they share that and they're like, he gets like really drunk and that's like part of the acting that's really bad because he's like acting. He's trying he's, to act drunk. He's trying to act drunk, and then Liam's drunk too, and he's like, "Let's celebrate by going on a swim in the filthy beaver lake." Oh, well, before this, before this, he like has a moment where he starts crying because he pretty much drove his son to suicide, and he's like, "I would have never said that if I'd known that he would have killed himself." And I'm like, "Yeah, you shouldn't have said that at all, you stupid ass." 
So, so him and Liam are supposedly going to go to the Beaver Lake, and while they're walking down there, like I said, like they're just their acting starts. Like, yeah, it's, which is like I mean, taking. A, I'm like, this was the shot they chose. Do another shot, like. They're yeah, like trying to act drunk, but, but then argue, and they're just like yelling the entire plot of the movie at each other. But in the first two acts of the movie, obviously everyone was acting great. Like, yeah, it was a was fantastic. Stellar. Like, so it almost, I almost like have to say, like, it has to be done on purpose I at this point. I can't even, like, I, <laughs> if so, then I would raise it another star. But like, I was gonna give this movie four stars, and then like this end happens, and they just start like yelling in the end. And he's like, I fucked your wife. And like, he's like, no, he goes, he didn't say that. He goes, I know what your wife tastes like. That was like. it. Okay. <laughs> On you for knowing the details. Yeah, because, I mean, that. she was getting eaten out in the window. Obviously, that lady likes her pussy licked. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> so, so then they end up in the Beaver Lake. Fighting. Fighting. And it's just like silly. It is silly. silly. It's really silly. It's silly looking, and maybe it's just because they're trying to act like they're drunk. I don't know at this point. It's kind of a drawn-out fight. Like, who? Oh, he's on top. Oh, now he's on top. I'm like, that man's old. That guy's, like, fucking... Just push his head under the water. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, this would be over. Like, come on. (laughs) Like, 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 some, like, young, 20... One, three to four year old like just out of college right yeah like he like he can't beat up some old man in the lake come on <laughs> yeah i didn't really, i wasn't really buying that he was struggling with this old man in the lake but you know they didn't have to cgi his old face onto somebody else they that's true to, they didn't have to do I'll that give them that uh so this whole scene this whole ending just feels completely out of place and uh so the wife comes down with the butler. The butler, oh, the butler is kind of in the background of everything through the whole movie. So it turns out that the butler is more working for the wife than yeah, he he's is on the wife's Sinclair. side. So it is so, and then like the wife comes down and everyone's like, "We all know you drove. You drove. Uh, I forget their dead son's name. Well, no, I mean, I like this scene a lot. Because she, because uh, she actually doesn't say anything. Oh yeah, it's all looks. It's okay, all looks. Okay, that's right. It goes back to being good again. Yeah, it goes back to good. No, acting I mean again. like I remember that scene because I was like, that was amazing. Like she didn't say. Yeah, that's right. Anything. They, they, they do it. She all just stands looks, at the top of actor. the hill. She, she never, she never has a scene where she acts bad. But no. The, the scene of the two of Sinclair and Liam fighting was so fucking silly. Her, her look said it all. And um, there's a little bit more to this too because throughout the movie, the father is really hard on the wife saying that she calling her the missing mother because she was in venice whenever the son killed himself he's he's this this man is just a fucking asshole honestly so he others her because she does a different type of art he calls her the missing mother he's just an overall yeah you, you see him fight with the other son like it shows that he's bringing his other son down just like he brought his yeah. previous son to suicide yeah so. and you would think that he would learn his lesson there but he didn't yeah his lesson his lesson oh my god <laughs> they said it uh so this scene was great because they're fighting in the lake and everything and he liam reveals that they know that he stole that work it's not his work and that and then you know of course sinclair is trying to justify it and 
Julie's character just stands at the top of the hill and says absolutely nothing. Her look says it all. And this is where like even dude's acting goes back to like being good again, where he there it's an exchange of looks. They know most of the (laughs) acting in the movie is really subtle and great. If you are an enjoyer of fine acting, most of the movie is great. But uh, so then after she she storms back in the house and takes Liam back in the house. She doesn't storm. She literally she, just she, turns okay. around and walks back in. Gracefully. Gracefully. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so that there's a difference there because if she had stormed back in and like huffed around, it would have killed the yeah. whatever look she was giving. So so of course to bring everything around full circle. He's just like, fuck it, guess I'll die. <laughs> yeah, he's like, guess I'll just die And then here. he just kind of rolls over. And then, like, yeah, he just rolls over and drowns himself. <laughs> he's like, just rolls over and drowns himself, which, by the way, you know what it would fucking take to drown he yourself? He was really drunk. But still, like, he just rolled over. He just, like, I, he I just, assumed, like dead man floated himself yeah, to I death. Yeah, I assumed that he, because he had, like, chugged two bottles of champagne at this point, that Ugh. he was really drunk, and it probably made it easier. Well, that was another time that I was like, okay, this movie, this ending's starting to get silly. Yeah, and I mean, like, it was still silly regardless. Like, your body I mean, instinctually guess, fights off trying to literally drown. Yeah, like, that's why people drown themselves by, like, jumping off of something so that the fall, like, makes it so that you can't fight or your way. Or they hit themselves in the head. Head with something they knock themselves out somehow yeah or you or you walk in the ocean so that by the time that you're like i want to live the, the tide's like no you fucking aren't you not don't leave anymore <laughs> so that was i was kind of thinking that the whole time because this little it's a little lake mm-hmm. uh, and uh i was just thinking how'd he kill himself in that little lake and then i'm like oh oh, oh i guess he just rolled over on his face which like yeah this guy did. it, didn't, it <laughs> didn't really like and even while drunk your body fights to yeah to so, that, so that was part was kind of silly i'm like whatever so and so the movie goes on and liam doesn't know that dude killed himself and apparently this was part of the wife's plan all along she just knew this was gonna happen yeah which is also gets into the part of the ending becoming really silly yeah, like, I was like she just knew that she was gonna stare him down into killing himself i was like okay oh you're giving yourself a little bit too much this credit is some here 5d chess she was playing yeah she was just <laughs> totally playing. i know i'll let this guy eat my pussy and then my husband will kill himself <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have this young young buck eat my pussy and then my husband's gonna drown himself in the beaver lake. <laughs> so she explains that dude killed himself and she's she's like taking over now. Like the the um the butler like drags the dead guy out of the lake. Oh my god, yeah, the butler is just <laughs> doing all cleanup work. Yeah. And and so Julie Dapley's character, I think her name's like Helene or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so she's like, This is what's gonna happen. He killed himself and the book is his it's all his you didn't do anything to do with it and uh if you try to say that it is we're gonna blackmail you into being a part of this well no um that's not what she says uh she says that it's gonna be a better memory (laughs) (laughs) she says it's going to be both their novels it's going to be both of their legacy both uh robert and felix is the name of the son but liam's going to write the third part of the book and give it the ending that it deserves yeah but but he can't take credit for it but he can't take credit for it yeah he can't he can't be it can't be known that he was ever there to begin with and period at all and liam's of course like what but i'm gonna be writing it i wrote that ending so i need credit for it and she's like no if you try then i'm going to um make sure that everyone knows that you were here and we'll find a way for you to 
for for your life to be hell. So her character kind of has a, a switch there. <laughs> yeah, like I said, just like everything shifts in this third act, and you're like, this is all weird. It's presented weirdly, and it feels weird. It feels like a different movie. I didn't really like believe that coming from her character at yeah, that point. It's, it's it's one of the yeah like that that type of switch in a character where it went from her being she was just a, a, a yeah like I didn't believe I didn't believe that at all. I didn't really like believe that would come from her where she would just be like oh well i fucking hated my husband anyway but i would like for this to be his legacy and yeah, she just my knew son's he was legacy. going to kill himself in the lake like it's just like you hated this man why would you care yeah it was uh it was just weird like they built it they pretty much like built up all this resentment towards each other and then suddenly she's like well i'm gonna preserve his legacy why why would you do that I at mean, that point it is a very dr- melodramatic ending in a movie that was avoided melodrama up to this point yeah that's what i mean that's where this is where it starts like really falling apart for me where i was like i don't i didn't believe i didn't believe her character would have that type of switch at all but like i said is this on purpose did they fuck up the third act on purpose to mirror the the plot i don't know that's genius that's genius who knows who knows i'll raise my score if someone tells me that they did i would be able to confirm that if i knew more about the novel that was written to begin with yeah they don't tell you shit about anyone's writing if they had if i had even heard liam they they read a few sentences but you can't read a few sentences at the end of the second act somebody kills himself at the end of the novel that dude writes <laughs> yeah so they uh they give you a couple of sentences from the last paragraph in the second act if it's something about swirling rainbows and <laughs> yeah can't tell shit from it uh you can't really tell anything from it but if they had like given a scene of liam reading some things between the the second act and the third act that would have given some of the differences in the two Which just I would have actually believed that switch a little bit more, I guess. It just makes the movie feel more weird because the whole, like, themes of the movie are, like, really good writing and writing, and then for them not to show any of their writing. Yeah. So so the movie ends with him just, like, walking away and, like, crazy rich family, huh? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Guess that's what happened. What a weird summer this was. This was a really weird summer. (laughs) And then, of course, the final scene is him back at the beginning of the movie, and apparently he's written... Written. He's written some fantastic book, some another fantastic book we have known we know nothing about, but yeah. it's about a dysfunctional family. So basically it implies that he used the lessons that he learned from this about their crazy family to write his own fantastic book. The end. Yeah, the end, and you see uh, Birdie in the top of the audience. He's there for his little book. Yeah, thing. Who, who must have been weird for him to like have to ignore that that guy was ever around whatever just rich people things rich people things <laughs> <laughs> would i recommend this movie yes yeah i, I did had, enjoy the movie i had fun watching it i had fun watching it uh it was a four-star movie up until it got weird towards the end and melodramatic and had some bad acting scenes and uh the beavers uh were not brought back into the theme that's what that, so that's, that took that's, up a whole star that's a for whole me star gone so yeah, three and a half you didn't which bring means the beavers I, it's still back. good i enjoyed it but was almost a four if was they there like pulled a off symbolism the landing. 
between the beavers and just Julie's imagine everyone, Julie's, Julie's beaver. Julie's beaver. <laughs> everyone imagine Kayla writing home furiously, like reading like beaver Wikipedia's, being like, "What is this?" Have oh my to do god! With but the you movie? were in the car with me, and like I'm furiously typing, and I was like, "Oh, they're monogamous." <laughs> You're like, "Oh, they sniff each other's butt glands." They, they, yeah, they do. They sniff each other's butt glands to make sure that they're each other's family, and I was like, "Oh." So you know. The beaver scenes, 10 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see it for the beavers. Alright, so the next movie that we saw was one that I swore I wasn't going to go see. Yeah, and the same thing happened this week, so next week's episode is going to be similar. We're like... this. We is- think we made specific reviews that we were not going to go watch No Hard Feelings. And but then guess what? We watched No Hard Feelings. Because like, it's summer and you think the big blockbusters are going to be out, but... I mean... It- Movies are going to become worse and worse to try to oh, yeah, see. The, 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 the writer's strike and now the Which, actor's good for strike them. is They deserve to strike. I fully support it. But it does mean that media is going to be really shitty yeah, for a while. T- movies and TV are going to be shit. I, I don't want to say that and everyone thinks that I'm just pissed off at them striking. Oh, no. no they, they completely they, they deserve absol- I'm pissed they off absolutely at the execs. Need to, yeah. yeah, we're pissed off at the assholes at top who've been stealing their money the whole time. But uh, I really hope this doesn't cause another boom in fucking reality tv fuck it fuck reality tv oh my gosh yeah Fucking low tier like watch something with a, a lesson some symbolism <laughs> symbolism yeah symbolism there's no symbolism in <laughs> so what was there's the symbolism in sim- no hard feelings there's tons of symbolism in jersey shore okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so so uh I think let's. Uh, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it uh, more it a than lot I more than I thought, thought I would. I was going to. Yeah. So I, I I'll go. The ahead. trailer did this one disservice. Yeah. Um. So it was by the same director. Oh God! Don't make me say his name. Gene Stupinsky. <laughs> Stupinsky. Yeah. I don't know. Like, did you make that up? Like, you ha- really have stupid in your name? <laughs> so he did the the Good Boys movie, which was the ha- Hardy Har. Kids cussing movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually, I saw, that, that was back then, uh, I had movie pass or something, and I did not have a partner at the time that watched movies with me, or maybe I was single, I don't know. Either way, I saw the movie alone by myself, mm-hmm. and I remember liking it, and then like it came on streaming later, and I watched it a second time, I was like, oh no, I was kind of wrong. <laughs> and I lowered <laughs> Never my mind. score. Never I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I just moved it down to three stars, I don't hate that movie. But, uh, so... This is his second movie. I was ready for it. Of course, the big name star in the movie is Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, Jen Law, right? Jen Law. Is, is that ju- not just me? She's actually called that. That's what people call her, Jen Law. Okay. I thought it, I thought it was me that started this, but apparently the fuck no, not. No, you didn't, babe. I'm sorry. <laughs> so she's the big draw to the movie. Uh, she's she, she's the reason people are going to see it. And uh, a, a little bit of spoiler alert. Another reason they go to see it is because she does full frontal nudity in this movie. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, she does, but it's under weird circumstances. Well, <laughs> it's not a sexy full frontal. View. No, but but 
uh is this spoilers <laughs> no <laughs> um i mean i guess I mean, if you want to go see jennifer lawrence fully naked go see this <laughs> that's our review so uh yeah if you follow her career you know obviously she started off really big with the hunger games and then after that she kind of struggled for a bit and she was in i loved that she was in mother yeah, because I love Mother. I, I like I think that, that movie most a lot. People actually, like most people that don't watch those types of movies, know her from Silver Linings Playbook. Oh yeah, and fuck I, that movie. I, I, I hate, hate that, that movie. movie. <laughs> I fucking hate that movie. Uh, God, uh, but I love that she was in Mother right after the uh, Hunger Games movies because all, all these people that really love her saw this like weird, violent art house movie that they've never seen a fucking art house movie in their life and they were just like i hate this fuck this i mean if you're gonna expose yourself to an art house movie first off then that's the one because it kind of screams all of its themes at you yeah it's like i said we we i talk about this movie a lot because uh aronowski is like the opposite of david lynch where david lynch is like i'm not going to tell you the themes aronowski's yeah, like, like this yes, is what it means I, and if you <laughs> think it's something else you're wrong yeah he's like yes i will elaborate <laughs> and uh so recently uh i guess uh jen law right <laughs> jen law had said uh i didn't know what mother uh, the only reason i knew what mother meant was because i was fucking the director oh my god <laughs> she said that recently like relatively recently yeah uh she's funny she yeah <laughs> she, and she's funny in this i was actually surprised at her comedic talent i've, I've watched um she was on hot ones recently and she's done some other things she's actually just like a genuinely funny actress yeah and i'm surprised i haven't seen her in more oh, yeah comedies. i hope she does more comedies i i like her in um you know i think that the hunger Games series is super mediocre i don't particularly enjoy it i don't hate it either uh it's a middle middle of the road series yeah it's me but uh i think that Jenner for Lauren Jen Law. I'm just gonna call her. She called her Jenner. Jenner. <laughs> Jenner Lawrence. Jen Law is a good. Is a good. Someone's series. gonna steal that name for their little for their little baby. This is my my daughter Jenner. Jennerly. Jennerly. Uh, I think she's a good. She's a good dramatic actress, and in this movie, she proves she's a good comedic actress. Yeah. Uh, she. She does a really good job. I was kind of impressed with it. Uh, Kayla really liked the second lead, the male lead. Uh, he hasn't been in so much. He's kind of new. He was in the he White Noise movie. So fucking funny. The uh, way his delivery of just total dry, sarcastic statements was perfect. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Andrew Barth Feldman. Like I said, he hasn't been in much. Uh, he was in that mediocre White Noise movie. That yeah. became way too true about uh, derailed trains in Ohio. I was like, we didn't need this as a prediction movie, damn. But uh, I'm going to be bringing this up a lot. The other biggest star in this movie is Matthew, I murdered someone, Broderick. <laughs> <laughs> so the plot of this movie is uh, Jen Law's car. Do I have to call her by her real name? I'm just going to call her Jen Law. Maddie. You should just call her Jenner. 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 <laughs> Maddie. Maddie gets her car repossessed and the whole movie is also kind of about gentrification too. Yeah. Because she lives in this kind of resort town. and She lives in a tourist beach town and yeah. she's lived there all of her life. She lives in 
a house that her mom left for whenever her mom passed away. And she's worried about losing the house. Because she still has to pay property taxes and all the rich people moving in around her have raised her yeah, property taxes. So, so it gets into gentrification and she's an Uber driver and her car gets repossessed. So she doesn't have a way to work anymore. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the whole plot of the movie, and, and you know, this is one of those things where like Zoomers aren't going to get it because it's, about like she's how old is she again uh 33 33 and yeah. then the kid is 19 19 so it's supposed to be weird basically she's hired as a prostitute by a family and they're gonna give it's, her again that's rich people things yeah she's gonna get she's basically hired off of craigslist or something where yeah see she, she found it on craigslist she found a listing on craigslist where someone was looking for a sex worker to to open up their son and get him out of his before little, he goes to college before he goes to college so so she's pretty much hired as a sex worker to take the take their son on a date and fuck him so that they can so that he can get some confidence that to, he fucked a beautiful I do woman. have to deal with Matthew Broderick being like yeah I did that whenever I was nineteen and she fucked me good and i was like Ugh. <laughs> so Ew. so yeah matthew broderick is like if you fuck my son i'll give you a car you know that device i use to kill someone in real life oh my god <laughs> you had to do it i'm gonna keep doing it because matthew broderick got away with murder yeah he did it's, you're like why haven't i seen this guy a lot i don't know let's google his name and see why he hasn't been in movies in a while <laughs> i thought it was because of stepford wise remake movie was so fucking horrible oh, that we finally did away with him uh the fucking godzilla movie was fucking horrible too he's been oh, in yeah. some fucking shit <laughs> he's movies. been in some poopers but you know not as bad as him fucking getting away with murdering someone uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so so she she takes this jog and takes him on dates and that's pretty much where the comedy runs around so that's basically you you kind of know what's going to happen in this movie it is you know your typical formulaic it's comedy. pretty yeah it's pretty basic type plot. So, so but all of the comedic scenes revolve around him trying to date her, or him you know her trying to date him and are is he going to find out all this stuff uh so i would recommend the movie i thought it was funny I was surprised by it. I didn't think it was going to be as good as it turned out to be. Yeah. I mean, comedies are like... They're hard. They're legitimately super hit or miss for me. It is really hard to for me to find a comedy genuinely funny throughout. But the reason this one actually nails it is because it is a hardcore rated R movie and a lot of the jokes are more edgy. And yeah, they're like, edgy and they're inappropriate. They're adult jokes. Yeah, so I hate those PG-13 horror movies. I'm done with, or not horror movies, sorry. Yeah, if this, PG had, been, 13, if this had been PG-13, it would, be un, it would, it would have been a dumb movie. Yeah. And the, the same is true for the movie we saw this week, too. Which we didn't like as much as this. So well, yeah, that we'll get to one, that next week. Come back next week to find out what week. I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, go see it. I, I, we'll get into spoilers now about specific jokes and some things throughout it that we thought were funny. Uh, so, anyways, her titties. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let's just get right into well, it. Well, I mean, there's there's things that lead up to the titties. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I just want to get straight to the titties. You just want to get straight to the titties. <laughs> so, I wanted to say about the titties. Uh, I wasn't expecting to see her titties, but... But the, uh, the she showed her titties and mother, but the scene that she showed her tits in was the scene that she was getting punched.
punched in the face while people ate her baby. <laughs> yeah, a really brutal scene. Yeah, so in this movie, she shows full frontal only in a scene where she's getting punched in the face. Yeah, she's getting punched in the face and literally fighting people on the beach, and I'm like, oh, this is... She kind of shows off some of those like skills that she learned playing Katniss. She's like fucking pile-driving people and shit. She's like, hey, what? no, it's called a haymaker, right? Uh, this is the sequel to Hunger Games. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, damn Katniss. <laughs> damn Katniss. So, and I'm like, I'm like, does does Jin Law only show nudity if she's like getting punched? <laughs> I mean, is it at this point? This might be a kink yeah, thing. For two for two. I don't know if she's done it before. So, anyways, <laughs> the lead up to this, uh, she she uh, the the scenes. She is a c- good comedic actress because the scenes of her like kind of not really. Him not picking up on her, on him, her hitting on her yeah. is pretty funny. She plays it off pretty funny. And those were some really important scenes in the movie where I was still kind of skeptical of it. I'm like, oh, oh damn, I'm laughing. Yeah. The, I thought the jobs of the cocaine dog. Oh, my God. The cocaine <laughs> dog a, was they funny. They have a dog in the, the, the kid that she's trying to date for money or for the car is volunteers at an animal shelter and they have a dog that's like a former cop dog and got addicted to cocaine and now whenever he hears the word cocaine he loses his mind and starts barking like violently (laughs) yeah so that that was funny and uh so she (laughs) <laughs> this they show this in the in the trailer i think so that's the problem with comedies too is they they put all the funny parts in the trailer and like I, we've mentioned this in previous episodes you know we go to the movies twice a week to do the show of course yeah we <laughs> yeah. do it for we you weren't, we weren't doing that before no uh so of course we've heard these jokes dozens of times right so like i said every time that they run through a joke that's in the trailer and then other people in the theater laugh and i'm just sitting there dead face oh like, the can i touch your wiener joke yeah. that was shown in the the trailer five million times i did not laugh at it again I was yeah like, uh. the same the, the same problem happened in the movie that we're gonna record next week come back folks <laughs> <laughs> the summer of rated r comedies finally yeah honestly like i've missed rated r comedies Ra- raunchy rated r comedy are back this summer that's for sure uh so he she's trying to take him back to her house to fuck him and he starts thinking he's being kidnapped yeah he starts thinking that he's being kidnapped and of course like she's in a van that she's borrowing from one of her friends and he maces her yeah that part was actually pretty funny (laughs) she's like why would you do that he's like you were kidnapping me she's like you're 19 (laughs) she's got she she has some chances in this movie of physical comedy and she does it pretty well like she does a pretty good job she does a really good job of physical comedy uh so you know they end up sort of setting up a second date where they go to the bar and that's still funny because he's never he drank shows, before yeah he's never drank before and he shows up wearing like a suit suit and tie and shorts to just like a dive bar <laughs> and uh so one of the other jokes that we found funny was uh he says bring the the song man eater by hall and Oates, right yeah i love that song yeah you do you play it every time every summer at the pool at I least do, like I, three I times love, i do love that song they had it in metal gear solid 5 that when you called your helicopter in to pick you up it would play that song and i'm just like yeah <laughs> <laughs> so he starts going on about the song man eater and he's like it's about a monster and she's like what <laughs> he's like she's she comes at night she chews she chews all the men up 
album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, that's not what that song is about. He's like, I'll have to confirm. <laughs> this guy is really funny. <laughs> yeah. So so the, the actors carry the movie and most of the jokes land because they're good at pulling it off. Yeah. He's very, she's very like body, physical humor, very, uh, how, how would you just like, what's the word I'm looking for? Over the top, like obviously just unhinged comedy yeah and he's very deadpan sarcastic and you don't he, most people probably wouldn't be able to realize he was being sarcastic a lot it's it's a you know the a classic you know all two personalities comic team duo and it works pretty well and it for them. a lot of times that kind of fails because yeah, they're kind they of working really against each other but they work for like with it's each like other in this one team, but it works yeah. in this and uh so they like almost have sex a number of times and that's kind of the jokes that they run through they do it so so that's what i like about this movie too is they run through that multiple times mm-hmm. and then uh i was saying them you know the movie does a pretty good job of balancing its serious tones with the comedy yeah because uh they they balance it pretty well because they you know they kind of start opening up to each other and becoming friends and i believe those parts too yeah and i actually you know they as they open up so maddie was kind of shown to be you know cruel just uses men and doesn't really want to she's a man eater she's a man eater that comes back and uh kind of opens up uh, she opens herself up as she doesn't normally you find out that she her dad had left her and that she didn't really follow through with trying to meet him and he didn't want to meet he her. He didn't want to meet her. He sent her letter back. Yeah. And so that so that more serious tone actually worked too and it didn't detract away from the comedy. Yeah. Uh the serious stuff that happened in the movie and like I said, it's these 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 com- comedies still follow very formulaic rules. It has the third act breakup, which is me and Kayla's band's name, by the way. Yeah, that's our future the, band name. That band doesn't exist yet, but we've already figured out that the name of our band is going to be Third, third act, act Breakup. Breakup. And we're going to play two two acts on the stage <laughs> and then we're going to break up before the <laughs> then, third and final part of our so look for that coming soon to <laughs> knoxville bars near you <laughs> they won't let us play the music that we like to play or anything around here you know that so uh everyone like that's not even a spoiler you know what's gonna happen you know eventually he's gonna find out that she's doing this thing yeah and uh you know they, they did it pretty well like he it's not like someone told him or something he just his bluetooth the bluetooth in the car comes on while he's trying to learn how to drive so he just he beats listened. up the car <laughs> <laughs> so that she would get the car and it's all beat up yeah so he's like he gets his friend from the animal shelter and and they're like yeah let's ruin her car since that's all she cares about and they they ruin the car <laughs> they yeah. drive it into a tree <laughs> and uh <laughs> so so even after he finds out he still wants to go through with banging her yeah but then he does what your but typical she can, she can tell she can tell something's wrong but she goes through with it anyway she goes through with it she's like okay well if that's what you really want and then that ends up being funny too because he doesn't even he does the typical teenage boy thing he doesn't even get it and he just like comes on her leg he comes on her <laughs> she's like she's like was that good and she's like that's my thigh <laughs> and then she gets his oh my god i was dying at this part she gets the little stuffed crab on yeah. his bed and she's like let me get this off real quick and she just like rips it all over underneath the blanket and puts it back yeah and i was like we've all done that at least once rubbed it on somebody's stuffy yeah <laughs> i mean fair <laughs> you, you like 
sweet. Now I have something to remember you, my my cum crusted stuff. My cum crusted crab. <laughs> cum crusted crab. That's my that's my other band name. <laughs> cum crusted crab. So so they break up. Third act breakup. Uh, it's not really kinda, a breakup. Break well, they were never really it's together. Like a but friend it's still, breakup. yeah. So so that is it. They, they you know, I, like I said. Like the zoomers, like there, like, she's a groomer, she's a groomer. No, they're like, that's what, the joke. Well, you know, the joke the is that their age is, is different. Is that whenever they had their little fake prom night, mm-hmm. and he tells her that he loves her, she's wanting to end the entire yeah. thing then because she's like, he's way too attached. I think she has like a thing of oh, so, so we we <laughs> I'm, I, I want to go back to the scene where they go to the high school party and oh, everyone, yeah. and it's all zoomers in the high school party, obviously, and they're like, what's this old lady doing here? And she's like being crude and like she does not look. The joke is that she does not look like a nineteen year old. And she was like making you know just calling people gay. So like, are you homophobic? And everyone has their phone out trying to cancel her. Yeah, who is this old lady? Let this old lady in here. (laughs) So that was kind of a funny look at like Zoomer culture through the movie that uh, I think you know did things pretty well. Yeah, it did. It was funny. It was done tastefully. Yeah, and then like he tries to hook up with somebody else and she busts in she busts in like the <laughs> like fucking the kool-aid boy. man yeah. <laughs> did you have sex with him <laughs> and then the parents come in and the joke is that the parents know that all the kings are partying and they're chaperoning them yeah they're like well, of course we know that they party we're here chaperoning them and supervising yeah. and they're like you don't belong here and she's like what do you mean they're like you're too old that's why you don't belong here you don't belong at a high school party you're too old for this party yeah. <laughs> she, she thought they were going to say something like she was poor or something because <laughs> yeah. you know of course gentrification is a thing throughout here and oh she's yeah like, it's also she's like, kind I, of hard i live i live here and they're like you're too old for this party <laughs> yeah yeah gentrification is a thing and also you know class divide is a thing because she's yeah. having to do this so they i like their theme this movie's themes um you know once once he you know breaks the whatever the breakup with her he kind of shows his kind of snobbiness and they kind of have a part where he's like I'm always going to be rich and you're always going to be poor. Yeah. Like he, he kind of goes gets, for the, the deep, the, the below the belt, which, you know, I didn't really blame his character for <laughs> that was finding out that your parents are, think that you're such a loser that they hired a sex worker. To yeah. <laughs> so that Matthew Broderick can give somebody a car, you know, the device he used to kill someone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I killed someone with this car. I should probably give yeah, it away. I'm getting rid of the murder weapon. Oh my God. That one joke after, I mean, this is towards the end. Um, where, he, where she gets the car and they make up again and everything and and she's like yeah i just needed a little bit of love and he's like that's good because my grandfather killed himself in that car <laughs> and she says what and he was like i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah so they let some time pass in the movie before they like you know apologize to each other yeah they let some time friends. pass and i like that it wasn't like a thing where, it wasn't immediate yeah yeah they they let some actual time pass and she gets cool her down. shit together you find out that she's able she she drives that that busted up buick to to uber and save up for her property taxes and find out it's twenty two thousand dollars that she had to come up with and i was like jesus christ yeah how'd she uber that much fucking money (laughs) i was like how are you ubering that much oh my god (laughs) how is your car not dead but she gets it she gets it done and then she decides to sell her mom's house anyway so that she can actually move to california like she wanted to originally 
Yeah, and he's going to go to school, and then they make up as friends, not lovers. Yeah. So it didn't do anything. It didn't do anything. Yeah, it didn't didn't pull a master gardener. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't pull a lunch money or anything. Yeah, they don't. You know, they don't get back together and in love, in love or anything. They're friends. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I enjoyed the movie. Three star, three and a half stars, too, because it didn't really do anything to, like, wow me over the edge. Oh, she did end up adopting Cocaine Dog in the yeah, end. Yeah, Cocaine Dog. Uh, there was still plenty of jokes that were... Yeah, there's there was jokes that didn't really hit for me. The, can I touch your wiener joke? I was like, mm, that's the, I had to the see top the, of the I had iceberg. I see that so many times in the trailer, It wasn't too. funny in the trailer to me, either. I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. I've been seeing this joke since I was five years old. It's a wiener dog. Yeah, so... Uh, I was surprised. I enjoyed it. Go watch it. Um, it wasn't not going to be like my favorite comedy or anything. No, it's not it my favorite comedy, but it, it definitely surprised me. And I think that uh, Jin Law it could be a really good comedian if she follows. She her needs to keep doing more raunchy comedies. Yeah, I'm down for more raunchy comedies. Yeah. Like, if it was PG-13, we might have saw something else. Yeah. That's true for the movie. We'll see next week. I keep hinting at it. <laughs> <laughs> but we saw two raunchy comedies that we have been telling you for weeks that we weren't going to see. Well, we didn't watch the one, the Robert De Niro that, one. That one left the theaters really fast. Because it looked like it sucked. I'm sure it sucked. Like, if they aren't making any fucking money at all, uh, they, they do kick them out of the theaters pretty fast here. Yeah. Which you know, fair, but at the same time, we're we're struggling. Well, that's also why movies. when there is an indie movie in this town, we watch it immediately because we know it's not going to be yeah, there it, next week. We know it's not going to be there within the next week. We see it that week. Yeah, so we make sure to watch these indie darlings as fast as possible. This wasn't indie darling, but I did enjoy it more than I thought I would, and I will admit that I was wrong there for judging it too harshly. But the trailer didn't do it justice. The trailer yeah. made it look really. The trailer put all of the corn jokes in it that, that i didn't for people that i didn't laugh ag- that's at because all. the jokes that you liked were the ones that they would not have been able to put in the yeah trailer. The, the jokes that i laughed at were too raunchy and vulgar to be put in the trailer <laughs> yeah. that's probably the problem they couldn't put the crusty cum crab in the trailer sorry <laughs> kayla <laughs> Is that going to be the name of the episode? Uh, Krusty Krusty (laughs) Cum Crab. (laughs) At this point, they're used to our episode names. Uh, So, yeah, that's it for the movies this week. Uh, Join us next week for the other raunchy comedy we saw that Kayla was less wrong about, hence. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, come back next week. Follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and our personal Facebook, so I don't give a shit if anyone follows me on there. Um... We are our Patreons up now, and we actually had someone pay to make us watch a movie. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jessica. We will get your episode up, so everyone be looking for that episode so that you can see what it will look like when we do a Patreon episode. Yeah, we want everyone put- to kind of see what that what that episode is going to look at like. And I also want to record an actual bonus episode of something that we're not reviewing. That's a new movie, so that you all can kind of get a feel for what the ten dollar tier will look like too with bonus content so be on the lookout for that and if you just love us anyway and you're just dying to give us money i'm not going to complain yeah i mean we we're going to make it worth your while it's going to be your special episode so yeah. hopefully we'll get that out here in the next couple weeks yeah anyway uh thanks for listening bye